0: episode 24, chapter 1 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth.
1: And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he will help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Dr. Charlie Self is one of our
0: former professors at the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary. His Ph.D. from the University of California, Santa Cruz, was in modern European history with a focus on Belgian Protestantism, studies in virtue ethics, and the Holocaust. Dr. Self is the author of three books, The Divine Dance, The Power of Faithful Focus, and his most recent work, Flourishing Churches and Communities, a Pentecostal primer on faith, work, and economics for spirit-empowered discipleship. Today, Dr. Self is the director of city development for the Made to Flourish Network, a community of pastors connecting faith and work. Charlie has the honor of resourcing current city leaders and helping create new networks across all denominations. He is also in demand as a strategic consultant, encourager to leaders, keynote speaker, and presenter to church and civic groups. And this is just a taste of all the work he's doing. Dr. Charlie Self Is best at stimulating people of all perspectives to think deeply and act decisively.
1: God has gifted you and me with a capacity, a capacity to bear fruit, to be productive. It's actually the first command God gave humanity be fruitful. So then, what do we do with this first command to be productive, to flourish in the calling God has placed on our lives? How do we actually produce fruit? And is it really that important? This week, we're talking with Dr. Charlie Self, whose own calling is to help equip others as they awaken to the purpose of God in their lives. And in this first chapter, he unpacks the value of human flourishing and why it's so important for each of us to be fruitful. All right, Dr. Self, welcome to the podcast.
2: It is great to have a conversation with you, uh, a fellow pilgrim and a fellow learner.
0: Well, thank you so much. No, it's exciting to be be able to talk with you. Um, you're always doing a lot of stuff. I, I see you all the time on social media, and um, so when we come to talk about a topic like, how do we serve with purpose? Like, what has God called us to do? And, um, and really how that translates into a whole host of areas, and I think of this, this area also as um, uh, engaging with culture and all the different varieties. And again, I think you're one of the best voices in that. So there's a whole slew of things that I want to talk to you about. But first, let's talk about, um, I think, a best way of diving into this conversation is maybe to begin with your book that you wrote. Uh, Several years ago, this has been a really helpful book um, for me. I was taking one of your classes at the time when this came out, and so uh, this was a great book. But it's called Flourishing Churches and Communities, uh, a Pentecostal primer on faith, work, and economics for spirit-empowered discipleship. Um, why did you write this book? Where did this come from?
2: Well, I, I have been in the space of wanting to connect Sunday and Monday, Sunday faith and Monday work, for, about, for over 25 years. It's been a real passion. Um, and then in the last 15 years or so, a real passion in what you would call the breadth and depth of discipleship, And the last decade or so, God has just graciously let me walk through some open doors, make friends, and been in a variety of networks that want to connect faith, work, and economic wisdom for personal and church and community flourishing. So this came out of my relationship with the Acton Institute. They were putting together a video series called For the Life of the World, and they wanted uh, primers from every major Christian tradition to go with this wonderful series. And that wonder, the title for the life of the world is an answer to the question, what is our salvation for in addition to our eternal destiny, our eternal uh, joy in, in the presence of God? And that certainly is primary. But our salvation is for the glory of God and for the life of the world. And so how does this great work of God translate into family, church, business, life? So I wrote a first draft of the book. They wanted sort of a discipleship book with a couple chapters on work and economics, and then they changed their mind uh, with just a few weeks to go before a publication and said, no, we want you to write an entire book focused on this Sunday-Monday connection. So uh, four days during Thanksgiving weekend of 2012, I sat down and rewrote the book. Uh, wow. Now that said, obviously a lot behind it and some great team to help put it together. But the deepest passion is that as, we've, as we obey the great command to love God and love our neighbor, as we obey the great commission to make disciples, which is certainly a passion of yours, as it's a normal thing for healthy disciples to make disciples, we, we want to answer the question, how does all this relate to where people spend most of their waking hours? Oh. And so at, at Made to Flourish, where I have the joy of working, and along with these other networks that I'm part of, Um, We realize that the gathered church might be three, maybe up to 10 hours a week maximum. When you count a church service and a small group, maybe an outreach here and there. But the other 160 plus hours, plus the 40 to 60 hours involved in work, paid or unpaid. um, How does all this great talk of God's mission, discipleship, relate to that? So this is a first humble attempt uh, to uh, get the word out about it. It's been well-received. I can't wait to rewrite it because I've learned a lot in the six years since it came out. But uh, I want to give real honor to the various networks and leaders that helped me put it out.
0: I love now connecting with some of my old professors and teachers and things uh, because, you know, it's been a few years removed now since I've been in seminary and I've sat directly under you as as a student but i can still see so much of your influence coming through in my work now even just with daily growth discipleship and what you've said and and sometimes like when josh and i are you know when this was really the moment it was sort of birthed out and i don't think we had connected all these dots and so now we're going back and we're beginning to start seeing like oh that's where that came from or that's where that seed was planted so um i really appreciate your work in trying to connect these things because you're right um we feel for too long now in the church that we have There's a big disconnect in just those everyday moments of life, and we're trying to figure out what it means to follow Jesus in those moments. And so uh, that's why I like your work. What is your—it sort of occurred to me as you were talking, do you have a personal life mission statement?
2: Yeah, I do, actually. And that's to encourage encourage, equip, and empower destiny. What does that mean, empower destiny? Well it means that I want to be involved in encouraging that is in we we got enough folks tearing down and encouragement is not flattery but it's looking for finding that potential helping people awaken so the encouraging part is the awakening to God and awakening to these dimensions you've already mentioned in our conversation a kind of awakening to God awakening to purpose awakening the um, then then the uh equipping includes it can be very formal education. It can be informal sharing of tools. And equipping is a great word that that really you, connects training and education. You know, uh-huh. we get a lot of people critical of education. Oh, that's all that theory, all that stuff I got in seminary, and then I had faced the real world. Well, yeah, but you're a better educated person, aware of God's word, aware of God's work in the world. Uh, now, the practical things you learn on the job in many cases, so I love equipping. It doesn't mean I have all the answers, but it means we we all find the toolbox together. And then empowering um, behind that is the notion. First of all, the Holy Spirit, of course, is the great empowerer, but to be in, in step with the spirit with others and really commissioning and releasing. So I've tried to make it a habit to um, add value every day to someone's life try to make it a habit to encourage, try to make it a habit to be a resource, and then I try to make it a habit to make way for others, to use whatever privilege, influence, leverage I have to make a way for others. In one uh, place I worked for, I um, because of God's blessing in other areas, um, I took a little bit less pay and adjusted my schedule and that they were able to hire, uh, make a diversity hire that was a tremendous breakthrough for the institution. Now, that, that sounds very altruistic, like I'm super spiritual, but it's it's part of the mission. Um, my wife and I have a mission statement together. She is a, a missionary-minded fine artist and a painter, uh, but together we call our joint venture Bread and Beauty. We uh-huh. want to bring the bread of life and the beauty of the Lord to the world around us um, we want to bring the bread of life to hungry people, spiritually and physically, and we want to bring the beauty to to a world that's broken, and especially in today's hyper-polarized climate, in today's climate of anger and confusion, uh, we hope we can be uh, voices of winsome wisdom in, in all of that. So
0: one of the things that you said there that really stands out to me, and it's been demonstrated in... I think the way that you live your life, and especially, especially the way that you interact on social media, and I do want to get to social media in a, in a little bit later, um, but it's this idea of not tearing things down, and instead you wanting to add to it, and, and it really sort of calls up what, you know, the, uh, the, the idea of flourishing that you talk about so much, and then especially with your work with uh, Made to Flourish, but can you tell us why is human flourishing such an important thing, and why should it matter to the Church?
2: Well, flourishing is not a replacement term for a a truncated view of prosperity or fulfillment. It's a term coming out of scripture that refers to deep roots and much fruit. It refers to this idea of vitality and growth and reaching one's full capacity. So everyone has to develop character, that's universal. As we talk about making disciples and being disciples, You know, Myers-Briggs didn't write the Bible. Taylor Johnson didn't write the Bible. Personality, you know, so no matter what your ethnicity, temperament, personality, uh, patience and love and a few virtues, they're universals. But then there are charisms, those dimensions of natural and spiritual giftedness that we need to develop. But then there are competencies that we need to learn to carry out that sense of calling. And we can all grow in competency within, within some broad boundaries of how we're designed and made. So I may not love accounting, but I can learn to read a spreadsheet. Uh, I may not I may not be a great uh, home builder, but I I can you know hammer it you know hammer a nail and so I can learn competencies. But there's a final part from John chapter 15 that I'm really excited about, and that is we can all reach capacity. Jesus said you can bear much fruit. Now that capacity may not be the same public-facing work, of course. There are people that reach full capacity in private or in more private fields, et cetera. But there's that sense in which we want to give Christ a good return. And so uh, I just get excited about being able to be a catalyst, uh, to to be someone involved in in helping um, you and your partners have this podcast reach its capacity, and therefore therefore hundreds and thousands of people go, growing in their discipleship you know, an hour at a time, a day at a time, a choice at a time. So anything I can do that then propels someone else's mission, that's a good day.
0: You know, and that comes through so much in your heart. I I don't know. I'm really blown away by that because there's like, sometimes I hear it said by people, but it, it seems a rare thing that other people are just genuinely willing to serve. Like we're all in some other way or another, like, out for ourselves, it seems, and so it's really refreshing to see just a, a genuineness of trying to, to serve others. Is your life contributing to the flourishing of those around you? There is an awakening happening around us as more and more people are discovering that God has a call on their life. Your first call is to follow Christ and to develop a character that is in line with his. But then you are uniquely called to serve others through the gifts and opportunities God has given you. So if you don't yet know your vocation, then it's time to start seeking God for direction. Ask Him to reveal who He's created you to be and how you can best serve to your fullest capacity.
1: How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we wanna help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Charlie and his work, check out drcharleyself.com. Then check out the next chapter in our conversation, where Charlie helps us break down the divide between the sacred and secular in our lives. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.